0: It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Erdard, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's episode, we have an NWSL semifinal preview. We're one step closer to the NWSL championship final. Reminder that you can catch a live attacking third show at the NWSL Championship. That's right. Lisa and I are going to be at Audi Field in Washington, D.C. on October 29th. Before the NWSL final, join us for a live pregame show with special guests and analysis. Lisa, we got to make some predictions. The semifinals are here. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great, Sandra. I am so ready to talk about
0: the semifinals because playoff season is upon us. Um, we went live yesterday and was talking about all the Philly sports that are just crushing it and doing well. Of course, the Phillies lost yesterday, but we won't talk about it. Um, and then I played soccer last night. We won our ship. Uh, it was great, you know, They're oh, yeah. like, I've won it a couple of times now. It's pretty great. Uh, it's a lot of fun to play. It's a little, getting a little chilly out there, though. So I'm glad the season is is winding down for my playing purposes. Um, but yeah, more playoffs this weekend. Um for the NWSL. We got some heavy hitters in this one, right? Because Portland and O.L. Rain, they've had bye weeks. They had the FIFA window. They haven't played games since October 1st. And that is just crazy to think about. Of course, we're going to talk all about it, but um, that's what I'm really excited to to kind of dive into a little bit more.
2: I love that you just sort of like snuck in or ease in. Like, yeah, like won a championship with oh, yeah. my team. No, celebrate that. Love that for you. Uh, sure. We ask the players all the time whenever we're like, interviewing them if they had like a post celebration go to beverage yeah. or meal what was yours i'm going to ask you so
0: so of course this is like a social league so it was like planned last week when we won the semi final like okay next week is the championship on wednesday if we win like we're going to the bar and someone else is yeah. like well if we lose we're going to go to the bar too which <laughs> yeah, obviously we're going to the bar no matter what because it was the championship game we ended up winning last night so we went to a local like Irish bar, Bonners, uh, got some like pictures of Miller. Like you know, nothing too crazy. Just like a uh, uh, one beer and then headed home because at that point it's way too late. When just your game starts at 30 and you got you got to go live the next morning. It's like one beer yep. and let's go home and go to bed. But, but,
2: <laughs> I can oh, I can hear you now at Bonners being like, guys, I can only have one. I got to get up early in the morning and yeah. record with Sandra for A three, mm-hmm. and here we are together again no i i I feel you it's it's we've definitely been like managing ourselves this week in in the lead up to the semifinals. i'm definitely still congested so shout out to everybody sticking with me especially you buddy uh getting through it got my tea brewed early this morning and i was like let's do it let's let's hop on a live let's make some picks let's talk about these nwsl semifinals because they are here they're going to be kicking off on october The 23rd Sunday, fun day. Let's start with Portland Thorns FC versus San Diego Wave FC. These are all hosted on the West Coast. We've got Pacific Northwest semifinals. This one's going to be held at Providence Park. It's going to kick off at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can catch all the action on CBS Sports Let's dive right in San Diego Wave FC, the team that we've got a little bit more film on in this postseason, right? They, they punched their ticket to the semifinal with a 2-1 win over Chicago Red Stars. Extra time in that one. They needed to settle things out with a little bit of overtime, and it was thrilling, right? We love chaos in the NWSL. And like you alluded to already, Lisa, Portland Thorns, you know, haven't uh, played a game in a little while, uh, you know, when, being one of the top two uh, teams, uh, first place and second place, earned a direct buy to the semifinal. Mm-hmm. And Portland Thorns, with their second place finish, uh, haven't had a, a game in a little while. So when, when we're looking at the, the landscape in, in front of us here of the semifinals, what are you looking uh, to get out of this game from, from either side here?
0: Yeah. I think um, starting with like the, the series history between these two sides, San Diego and Portland, it's always good to kind of reflect on that because um, as you mentioned, San Diego, they're coming off of that big overtime win, which I think tells a lot about the character of the San Diego side, because um, this was a team that went down in this match against Chicago and at the half they were losing. It was one nil. And They ended up getting the equalizer late in the second half, just past the hour mark, and then taking it into extra time. And, of course, Alex Morgan scores the game winner. But before that point, San Diego had not been losing – when, when they were behind at the half during the regular season, they had never won a game. So that was the first time that they walked into a locker room down a goal that they ended up turning it around, getting the equalizer, and then ultimately getting the game winner. Um, I think that's like pretty telling about the San Diego Wave side and how much they've come through this year and um, the adversity that they've pushed through being the expansion side, dealing with a lot of injuries, players coming in and out. Um, I mean, it, the mistake by Sheridan to give up the goal early in that match against Chicago, I think that was just like a lot of character building on the San Diego side. Um, so when you look at like how these two teams have played, they're both on the West Coast, so they played in Challenge Cup together, and throughout the two Challenge Cup matches, Portland dominated, won both of those games. However, during the regular season, San Diego picked up points. They got a win on the road, their first time, two 0 at Providence Park over Portland, and then it was a tie when they played at home—a uh, two-two tie. So during the regular season, San Diego has scored four goals against Portland, and Taylor Corniak, um, she has three of the six overall goals against this Portland side. So which uh, I think like math-wise makes up seventy-five percent of Taylor Corniak's goals this year, which is like crazy to think about wow. that. Taylor Corniak just has lights-out games against Portland Thorns. Um, and I don't think this will be any different because we saw Korniak coming out of that Chicago game um, playing very well, like being, being the connector, the, the player to flick it on the target on the set piece is essentially doing Korniak's job to a T De- dealing with a bit of an injury and ended up playing significant minutes in that match. So um, I'm not sure how intense their training was this week, but I hope it did a lot of, of mental work, right? Like, film watching, like sitting and talking about tactics, like resting and, and rehabbing bodies and things like that. Um, And because Portland has had so much time to rest, right? Their last match was October 1st against Gotham. That was the match that Portland could have won the Shield. All they had to do was get three points off Gotham, and they were walking away the Shield winners in the NWSL, but they don't end up doing that. That's a 3-3 draw against Gotham. That match was Crazy. I will will never forget that match because it was so back and forth between those two sides. But you have to look at the personnel for Portland and who they've got because um, they've got Bella Bigsby and Goal. She's got nine shutouts on the year. You look up top, Sophia Smith is just on fire. 14 goals during the regular season, 10 goals at the international level. So those are double digit goals in one calendar year for um, a player. She now joins the likes of Abby Wambach, Sidney LaRue, Kristen Press uh, on that milestone of double-digit goals for both club and country in one calendar year. And, and Sophia Smith is not slowing down anytime soon. I think that Kaylin Sheridan is going to have a lot of work to do. Naomi Germa against Smith. I love that Stanford battle. They know each other very, very well. Center back for San Diego against Portland's forward Smith. Um, that's really a big battle and a big matchup that I am. I'm looking to see how Gurma handles that with Hina Sugita coming in off off the wide areas and floating centrally, um, and really how San Diego defensively picks up all of Portland's pieces going forward, because we know what San Diego does with the ball, right? They go long, they look to find Korniak, they look to find Morgan, um, get on the back foot. And I mean, Portland's got an incredible defense, right? Like you look at someone like Kelly Hubley alongside Becky Sauerbrunn, like these are players that, understand how to go up against an Alex Morgan. I mean, Kelly Hubley can match Morgan pace for pace, stride for stride and Sauerbrunn just knows her so well. She knows how to bump her off where her movements are going to be. This is, this match is probably one of the better ones of this weekend of the two that we're going to talk about. This one is a really big battle for me.
2: Yeah. I like the, you know, the concept, right. Of, of number two going up against number three in a semifinal. I think there's enough between these two teams to sort of go back and look at and film and sort of see the the difference between the games, right? It, Challenge Cup games are, are going to look and feel much different than than the matches that took place in, in the regular season. And there's something about uh, familiarity, right, or a level of familiarity between two teams going head-to-head in a playoff, like elimination-on-the-line type of battle. Um, and I think it could, it's going to set the scene, quite frankly, for – A pretty fun game i mean i think we saw i think we were anticipating that in something like um you know houston versus kansas city and it absolutely delivered that that one in itself was a thriller and that was a quarterfinal now we're going to have another match here um that sort of has that added layer of familiarity between both teams it's going to be their their fifth time going head-to-head in 2022 um and i'm also sort of really looking forward to the 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 sort of the head coaching uh, battle yeah. between these two. Uh, look, we have to talk about it a little bit. We we, we did an episode um, talking about the end of the year awards, and quite frankly, Rhea Wilkinson had a case uh, to sort of be amongst that trio of finalists for the head coach of the year. You're talking about coming in uh, to a Portland Thorns, he being tasked with sort of continuing to to you know have success on the pitch. And doing it in a way in which we saw this Portland Thorn teams play multiple formations. We saw a rookie of the year candidate uh, be slotted into defensive mid and excel in this role, right? And Sam Coffey. Um, and you can see these players responding to do the coaching that they're getting through, throughout this 2022 season. So I'm looking forward um, to seeing that sort of tactical matchup as well. Like head coach V head coach, like who has prepared what for the other. I'm very excited for Wilkinson versus Stoney. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a response, quite frankly, from, from Portland, because, you know, sort of looking at those, those couple of matches from challenge cup and then the couple of matches in a regular season. Um, it, I think if you're, you know, the Portland thorns players, there's absolutely that desire. There's absolutely that little bit of a chip on your shoulder going into a game like this where you should have or yeah. could have possibly had more points uh, over this team in, in the regular season and just didn't work out that way. So, uh, I, you know, I think people are going to look at, at the rosters on both sides of the ball here and uh, probably circle, you know, the big names big players and expect to, you know, big players have a big name, but, you know, for the San Diego wave side of things, I think you have to look at the matches they're just coming out of, you know, mm-hmm. and all of the buildup to that match, perhaps looking back um in the buildup to the quarterfinal, a bit of gamesmanship by Stoney around players like Alex Morgan and Taylor Korniak in terms of their, I believe the quote was, that they were very seriously injured, and then these two players went out and they played ninety minutes plus extra time, right? And Morgan getting the game winner. Um, I think maybe you get away with that once in a postseason, right? And Stony, I think, got away with that um, in in this quarterfinal round. I think it's to be anticipated that these players. If they're playing in a quarterfinal, I would imagine that they're going to try to do their best to retain their fitness and and be good to go for a semifinal, right, let alone a quarterfinal. So I would anticipate... Uh, that that is correct, that people should look at those rockers and circle those big names and say, you know what? Yeah, Alex Morgan is probably going to be called upon in this semifinal. Taylor Korniak is probably going to be called upon in this semifinal. Um, But that might be perhaps a little bit of uh, an X factor for San Diego and that they do have that that those game minutes under their legs where we're talking we're going on about three weeks or so from a final game for some of these players, I think you remove, uh, you know, maybe players like who, who had participated in the international window. If you're looking at the United mm-hmm. States side of things, um, Sophia Smith, obviously getting some minutes overseas in, in Europe, Sam uh, Coffee apart. Of, of that trip in, in Europe. And I would imagine that those players in particular will be relied upon uh, within, within this game. Um, so it's, it's tough to sort of look at, at this matchup and maybe sort of feel a hundred percent confident making a pick on either side, because I think you can make a case for either team on this day.
0: I agree. I mean, this is one of my hardest games to make picks and prediction for because so much of it comes down to personnel, right? I'm looking at Casey Stoney's side and um, you just talked about it. The injury report between Alex Mori and Taylor Korniak. Yeah, we're, they're going to play like we, we saw how it went last week. Um, but between these two sides and then when you look at the 11 that Casey Stoney put out last week against Chicago, is it going to be the same 11 or are we going to see a little bit of rotation because um, a- after that match for the wave against the Red Stars, we talked about how Sophia Jacobson was a game changer in that match coming in off the bench. Um, I think Doniak is also a game changer for this team, so I-, I imagine like we'll see them come off the bench. I would like to see more minutes from Amir Ali on this side. I- I'm not sure if she gets the start in this one, but I I would not be surprised, right? If we see a front line of Alex Morgan um, Turnbo yeah. and then Amira Ali up there instead of a player like Jaden Shaw. Like I would still bring Jaden Shaw in off the bench, but I think that when we look at personnel in this match for Portland and San Diego, that is a big X factor. Whether who starts, who is the game changer is coming in off the bench, and that could be what really changes the game. Like even when you look at the Portland side of things, like. They have, I mean, their bench is so incredibly deep. But when you look at someone like a Yasmeen Ryan, like, is she gonna come in off the bench and change things? Is she gonna get the start? I kind of hope she comes in off the bench, not because she doesn't deserve the start, but i think the impact that ryan can make in a game um with fresh legs coming on maybe in in the 65th minute right like 70th minute under depending on the scoreline of the game at that point knowing that hey you could be playing an extra 30 minutes at the end of the 90 into the, the extra time um so i think like see once we see the starting lineup for san diego i will have a more confident pick and prediction as to who's going to win. it. But Hey, we're recording this Thursday morning. We don't have starting lineups now. Sandra. No,
2: no, we don't have availability reports. You know, we're doing this a little bit before we get any of that stuff. But I think you make a really great point uh about sort of looking at the, the two benches of these teams, yeah. because I think that's another uh, kind of storyline going into this one that I think you're looking at these two teams and they have an argument for, for probably some of the more deeper, uh you know benches uh, across the league it's two teams that they can the head coaches can look to and sort of have those game changers, like you said um and sort of you know have an impact uh in the game depending on a certain phase of the game so I think that's why going into this, I, I am really looking at that kind of, you know, head to head in terms of the coaches. Like who, like which coach and when is going to make those adjustments, uh, you know, when are they going to to do that? What phase of the game or what area of the game are they going to make those adjustments? If they make those adjustments, you know, who's going to maybe, you know, crack first? Sometimes there's a little bit of that energy and mentality around it too like sometimes uh you know the head coach who who makes that first substitution might be showing a hand a little bit should be perceived as as a moment of weakness like listen i have to make a change because you know what the game plan that we had going into this game is clearly not working i've got to make You know, an impact. And that could sort of fire up the the other side and say, all right, well, we're doing the right thing. So I'm very, very curious uh, to to see that as well. I think you mentioned a lot of great players there on both sides of the pitch. I'm with you again. We're doing this before availability reports. Is somebody like a Katie Johnson miraculously going to be available for San Diego? You know, there's a a number of players.
0: Johnson's a huge impact player for Casey Sony.
2: Yeah, there's a number of players I think that we can go through and sort of see like, um, you know, and sort of go through and say, hey, like this person can provide this off the bench or so on and, and so forth. Um, I know we don't have those availability reports in front of us. Um, and we don't obviously that means we don't have those those lineups either to, to help us make the the concrete pit. But I'm going to ask you this because we were talking about this in, in the last uh preview and i sort of brought up i was like listen i think if player a and player b you know are is unavailable and someone you know i yeah. think it like I said quick not available but gutra starts i think the red stars have a good shot right and they did for about 45 minutes or so of that quarterfinal is is there a player that you're looking at on either side of the pitch that if they're good to go come sunday you feel like their team has a really good chance i
0: I mean that's a tricky question because I don't think either of these sides is dealing with any like injuries that are so detrimental, right? Right? Like when you look at the Portland side and who they've got, like they've got their heavy hitters ready to go, and same as San Diego. I mean, Alex Morgan maybe like shouldn't be playing 90, but like you know she's going to at this point. Even a Taylor Corniak, like I don't, we well, won't see Abby Doll I think it's it's mentally. I think it comes down to a little bit more than physically because Kaylin Sheridan goalkeeper for San Diego, Um, she messed up mentally last week against Chicago. That was a mistake on her part that led to Chicago's goal. And we saw her turn it around that game. And I think it helps when your forwards are like, nope, let's get a goal. Let's get the equalizer. Let's turn this around. It gives you as a goalkeeper a bit more confidence. But if whoever makes the first mistake, there will be mistakes made throughout this match, Portland and San Diego. Whoever makes a mistake and can't recover from that mistake that's the team that will lose hands down. That's what it's going to come down to. Um, so when I look at these sides, um it making a pick and a prediction between San Diego and Portland. It's, this is incredibly, incredibly difficult for me. I I'm going to start broad and then get more narrow here. I think we're going to get goals from each side, Okay. Um, whether it's two one, I would love to see like a three, two game. I just think like, I think we could honestly, the last time they played, it was two, two. And, um, defensively, both of these sides are incredibly sound, but offensively, they love they love a tight defense uh, against their opponent and unlocking that. Um, but I think that Portland could get the upper hand over San Diego. I mean, the San Diego side surprises me week in and week out, and, and I've been so impressed with them all season, uh, but I, I don't know if the Magic's going to run out. And against a Portland side that is just ready to go, rearing to go, coming off of that tie against Gotham. They've been watching this team. They are so hungry to get back out on the pitch, get to a championship. I I give it to Portland in the end.
2: Listen, I'm with you 100%. I think that sometimes storylines have an ending, and I think that it's potentially going to be time for San Diego's 2022 to come to a magnificent conclusion. What a what a journey! I really am going with Portland Thorns in this one. I just am uh, looking at this Thorn side in terms of coming off of this quarterfinal for San Diego. Look, I think. You saw a Chicago Red Stars team kind of put together a little bit of a blueprint in that early 45 minutes to go ahead and try to rattle a San Diego Wave FC side. And I think that there's some footage there to go back and look at and try to capitalize on certain moments and areas to sort of get that breakthrough. And if you're Portland Thorns, you're looking at quarterfinal matches, or if you're even looking back to Mm -hmm. your footage in those previous matches – against San Diego. There are tons of areas there in which uh, you can make some adjustments and go ahead and get that breakthrough. I, I don't anticipate somebody like a Sophia Smith coming back and making her return from an international window that she just had and sort of lose a step. If anything, I would anticipate that what she learned over in those two matches in Europe, she's bringing back to a semifinal. Mm -hmm. And I anticipate um, we'll get a bit of a good showing for Smith and this Portland side. So I'm also going with Portland in this one. I'm with you. I would also love to see goals. I think both of these teams have enough in there to sort of produce, uh, you know, some, uh, some exciting goals, right? And, and we've seen San Diego on the end of some some higher score lines this year. Um, so I'm I'm anticipating what's hopefully going to be a, a great environment for the semifinal. Um, you know, participation from you know uh, you know Portland soccer community um, and seeing two teams with having that familiarity between each other produce an exciting semifinal. But I think when it comes down to it. Portland has that good mix of, of experience. They have that good mix of, of youth. They have the ability to change up and shift their tactics. Uh, Wilkinson has been doing a very, very good job of that this year, and I think it's going to come together in this semifinal, and I think Portland's going to get the win.
0: I like that we're both going the same way here on this one. And, and as we look at this San Diego Portland match, same rules apply for the quarterfinal in terms of um, extra time and rules. So at the end of regulation, if the game is tied, it will go into extra time. That's two fifteen-minute periods. No golden goal at this point, and then penalties if needed at the end of that. Um, Only one match has gone into extra time so far. That doesn't include stoppage time, uh, but that was the San Diego-Chicago Red Stars match, and in those uh, 100th minute or so, Alex Morgan ends up getting the goal. It did not go to penalty kicks. Um, There's no yellow card accumulation. The substitution rules are the same as the quarterfinals, meaning that um, it's throughout regulation, five subs per team in with three substitute windows. And then if the team goes into extra time, um, each team gets one more sub and one more substitute window that adds on to what they had from regulation. So the same rules apply from quarterfinals to semifinal just wanted
2: to give everyone a bit of a refresher. All right, Lisa, we've got one more game to get through and talk about. We have to make some picks as well. We're again, I'm so excited. We're one step closer to an NWCL championship final, but we got to get through the remainder of these semifinals. And we're going to do that right after a quick break.
1: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing.
2: All right, we've got another Semifinal to break down, get through, and make some picks. We have another semifinal hosted in the Pacific Northwest. This one is OL Rain versus Kansas City Current at Lumen Field in Seattle, Washington. This one also kicking off on Sunday, October 23rd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Catch all the action on CBS Sports. I'm excited for this one, Lisa. I'm excited I- for them all, but I'm excited for this one, too.
0: I'm very excited for this one. Um, it's it's the later match between these two, but they're all on the West Coast. Um, and I mean, this this is big competition. I mean, there's a lot of players and and people involved because both Laura Harvey and Matt Potter, Laura Harvey, oh well Rain head coach and Potter, Kansas City head coach, were nominated for coach of the year, um, as well as Casey Stoney for the San Diego side. So it's this is a coaching battle. Like right off the bat, I think that it has to be a little bit of a coaching battle. A coach with so much experience in Laura Harvey, um, winning the shield three times, but never winning a championship. And then you've got someone like Matt Potter who came in and just turned the current club around and and what they were able to do last year to this year. I think it's a coaching battle and it comes down to that.
2: I love that. Uh, Listen, I'm excited for the coaching battle that we could potentially see uh, between San Diego and, and Portland. I do wonder if this game, not just with the coaches, but if it could come down to a goalkeepers battle. I'm absolutely yeah. looking in between the pipes for this one. On one end for Kansas City, you're going to have A.D. French holding things down for Kansas City. For Ole Rain, you're going to have Fallon Tullis-Joyces. These are two keepers nominated for goalkeeper of the year. And when I'm looking at the goalkeeper, I'm also looking at general defensive shape for these two teams i know we're also looking ahead to back lines bumping up a little bit right in front of those goalkeepers uh you know for ol rain you've got a lot of cook sam hyatt i've loved that duo so far this year for ol rain you a lot of cook also nominated for defender of the year alongside teammate sophia where to know i'm going to be looking at the shapes of these teams very, very early on. I think we've seen a a common thread for, for all rain. Uh, You know, if Sofia Huerta is is getting higher up the pitch, they tend to find some success is Kansas city going to try to combat that with their own shape and their wingbacks, right? Are things going to get tight and one end or lost on the wings between these two sides, but just looking back at some of their regular season matchups, it's why I'm leaning into Uh, You know, the defensive shapes and the organized shapes and and the goalkeepers in this match, because the last time these two teams went head to head, Lisa, these were not blowout matches between these two sides. We're talking about two very narrow wins, 1-0. They both split the regular season meetings. I anticipate this one to be a pretty nervy, maybe kind of close, intense uh, semifinal.
0: I agree completely. I think it's going to be really, really close between these two sides. Um, It's been really back and forth between like the matchup, as you just talked about, with the five times that they've met in league play, every single match has been a shutout. OL Reign winning three nil, two nil, and then one nil, and Kansas City having two wins at at one nil against OL Reign. So that, as you said, goalkeeper battle for sure. It's, It's almost like. As the game gets going and, and which team can attack a little bit more and, and keep going at things. Um, Kansas City will be without Claire Lavoge. We we don't have availability reports yet, but that's a player that went down in Kansas City's last match against Houston. Um, ended up going off the pitch and, and forcing Potter to make an earlier substitution than he definitely would have liked. Uh, Lavogier was seen back on the sidelines with her teammates and on crutches. So um, unlikely that we'll see lavoge i I'm, I'm just going to put that out there. It's probably not playing in this one. Um, but I, I think that when you look at that Kansas City versus Houston match, um, you have to look at the shots because knowing in the back of your mind that the five times uh, O.L. Reign and The Current have met, they have been shutouts. And Kansas City is coming off a match against Houston in which – Houston outshot Kansas City, 20 shots to Kansas City's six shots. So Kansas City, although getting on the board first in, in the opening five minutes or so, that was off a penalty kick um, in which Houston had conceded two in their their last two matches. So something that Houston was struggling with. Um, I don't really foresee O.L. Reign uh, conceding a penalty kick early in this match to Kansas City, not when you've got two defender of the the year nominees in your back line with Sophia Huerta um, and Alana Cook back there, but Hey, you never know. Anything can happen in this one, but that, that PK changed the game for Kansas city and it yeah. gave them that, that little bit of a jolt that then they could keep going. And it wasn't until the 10th minute of stoppage time that Kansas city is able to get the win over Houston um, for, Oh, all it's It's a similar story to Portland in the sense that they haven't played since October 1st. It's been a long break for them. Yeah. Um, and that game, though, was a big game for them. It was against Orlando Pride. Uh, O.L. Reign wins it 3-0. And they get their all three goals in the first 30 minutes of this match. And then they just settle out. They end up winning the Shield after it. The third time O.L. Reign and Laura Harvey have won the Shield. But they have not. O.L. Reign, despite winning the Shield for those three years, they are looking for their first playoff win since 2015. Wolverine has a four game losing streak in the postseason. That's tied for the longest losing streak in NWSL history. It's almost as if this team is cursed and they know it, right? Laura Harvey wants nothing more than an NWSL championship. That is why she was brought back there. That's why she wanted to go back to OL Rain so she could do just that. She got a piece of the puzzle winning the shield with this team, but now can they do it? And this is going to be the biggest test for them. There's a lot of pressure for this OL Rain side, and they definitely feel it. Now, I also think this is a team that really, really likes pressure. When you look at who they've got, someone like a Jess Fishlock, Megan Rapino, Rose Lavelle, they, they thrive under that pressure. Um, Balser, uh, Bethany Balser and Megan Rapino, they lead O.L. Reign in seven goals both this year. Uh, th- for Balser, it's just the third consecutive year that she has led this team in goals scored throughout it. Um, and then you have to look between the sticks because Fallon Till's Joyce, O.L. Reign's only Iron Woman this year, uh, nine clean sheets, only 19 goals against the stingiest defense in the NWSL. And it, it really starts with this this young goalkeeper um, that's playing in, in her first year in the NWSL. I, I think when you said it, Sandra, that it's going to be a goalkeeper battle between 80 French for the current and Fallon Tulis Joyce for OL rain that you hit it right on the head because it, whichever goalkeeper can come up with more saves, frankly, like French coming off of a big game against Houston, four saves in that match to Jane Campbell's one. Um, so Kansas city was put under pressure from, from Houston. So they understand how to kind of, battle that. But between these two sides with rain and Kansas City, I think, I think that like the want and the desire is there too, right? That we know that this Kansas City side is just so jazzed up to be here. They're just like the happiest team watching <laughs> them play. Honestly, they're just like happy-go-lucky, happy to be here, working hard, working incredibly hard, but yeah. they are just so like proud of themselves and where they've come and, and why they're here that it's that belief that almost carries a team. Whereas when I look at an O.L. side, it's almost a bit grittier. It's a bit like we deserve this. We've been here. We've been fighting for it. We're the better team. We won the shield. Like, let's go out there and get it and be like this dirty, like gritty, not dirty in terms of that, but just like gritty, hard-nosed team. Um, that It's going to make it a very interesting battle. I think we'll see different styles of soccer on either side of the pitch.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think it's also listen. We talked about it a little bit with, with Portland and San Diego. I think it's also gonna, you know, it's also gonna come down to to who's who's missing or who's uh, available to, to this this game as well. I think, you know, J La- is gonna be a huge loss for this Kansas City side going into to the semifinal. We you know we can't act mm-hmm. like that's um, not a a grim scenario for the team. But you know the the return of, of somebody like a Desiree Scott, you know, her availability. Uh, potentially for this match, I think could uh, you know perhaps even things out a little bit in, in that middle third for for Kansas City. Um, so I'm sort of eager to see uh, what her availability looks like. Uh, was uh, Scott was unable to participate in that uh, quarterfinal match against uh, Kansas City, and obviously Kansas City uh, the winners in, in that one. So um, I, I don't know if you can actually say like, oh, like they desperately. Uh, you know, missed her her presence, but I, I will say that having somebody like a Desiree Scott will only add to your team's chances moving forward. But um, looking between the two teams, I do wonder. You know, All S- rain is in a little bit of a similar uh, situation as they were this time last year. They they finished as one of the top two seeds in 2021. They earned a bye a direct buy straight to the semifinals, Uh, you know, chatting with with Jess Fishlock around this time last year, you know, saying that 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 was something that the team wanted to do. They wanted to get that bye week. Uh, You know, older players like Megan Rapinoe saying like, Hey, like if we can get the extra time, like we'd appreciate it. Um, But, you know, looking at this, I do wonder if something like the extra time off was a little bit of a disruption for that team at that point in 2021 is that going to sort of rear its head again in in 2022? Um, they were going up against a Washington Spirit side that just sort of were chasing their own, a bit of their own destiny, right? But that they ended up falling short in, in that semifinal.
0: Which honestly, it gives me Kansas City vibes this year, like chasing a bit of their own destiny, like, yeah. like trying to get after it and, and go. They're a team that, like, can do it. I don't know. I'm getting like similar vibes from Washington 2021 for this Kansas city side in 2020.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's why I'm, I'm bringing it up on the pot. I'm just kind of like, gosh, I do wonder if like, uh, you know, if that is a little bit of, of something that the rain side is going to be working on and, and trying to, to, to look forward and, and move past. I will say this. um, It's a different scenario in that this team is actually going to be able to host Mm-hmm. Their semifinal, right? Th- this was something else that 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 worked against them a little bit last year. The the kind of merry-go-round of where they could possibly host their semifinal game. There's going to be a bit less of movement in that sense. You know, there there was a, a little bit of chaotic energy around trying to figure out where and when they were going to be able to to host their semifinal, but that's not something that they have to worry about in 2022. The rain know that they are going to host the number uh, five seed at Lumen Field in Seattle, Washington, and they are going to play in front of their home community uh, in this semifinal. I think it adds a layer of security. It adds a layer of confidence for this team that did earn the bye week compared to last year in 2021. I'm looking for a player again, looking for the players who during this time on the rain side were able to participate in international windows. Imagine that they are going to take what they got out of those minutes in the international window and bring that into their trainings in preparation for this semifinal against Kansas City. I am absolutely thrilled uh, at, at even the idea of an NWSL semifinal being hosted at Lumen Field oh, yeah. for all Rain. It's going to be very exciting. We've been talking a lot about some of the playoff crowds that have been showing up for the NWSL postseason. And listen, all Rain are, are, are one of these teams that are, are making a push to have a really good environment, um, you know, at, at, during this event, they're really making it an event of things. So I, I'm going to be looking. Um, yes. I think, uh, again, people are going to look at, at big names and big players and sort of circle those players and sort of, uh, you know, anticipate big performances from them. I think if you're looking at ol rain, you're going to, you're going to say, Oh, Megan Rapino, Jess Fishlock, you know, mm-hmm. these are the original gangsters, right? These are the OGs of this team want to have them have big, uh, big games for for this team. When you're looking at Kansas City. You could say you know somebody like a Lola Bata or somebody like you know an Adriana uh, Adriana French to to have strong games for for Kansas City. But I'm looking for those younger players to come in and have an impact and sort of steal this game, right? Sort of steal it and take it and make it theirs. If if I'm OL Rain, you want to have uh, strong games from from Sam Hyatt, you know, who's been putting together a, a very strong, consistent season on that back line for this OL Rain side. I'm looking at Bethany Balser to continue her form into the postseason. You know, what's the availability of, of Jordan uh, Hidema? Like, is she going to be able to provide what she has been providing for this team during a late second half surge of the season? For OL Reign, right? So these players, the players who have only been with the Reign for X amount of seasons, to sort of who are the younger ones of this of this group, and to sort of go on and take that next next step and sort of say, yes, we've arrived, right? We're the next wave of OL Reign, and we will be the ones sort of continuing this legacy. Um, so I'm looking for those players to have an impact, Lisa, um, and it's why I'm going with the Reign to win this yes. semifinal. Yes,
0: Sandra, I am right there with you. I'm I'm predicting a Cascadia rivalry NWSL championship between Portland and OL Rain. Um, I, I do think that OL Rain is gonna get the upper hand over Kansas City. Like with the shot production that OL Rain is able to put up, the quantity and the quality of it that we've seen consistently throughout this year, I think it's most impressive um from this OL Rain side. And and I mean like it comes down to like areas of the pitch, right? Like where can Kansas City thrive in those areas? Where can Rain thrive in those areas? And I think centrally for Rain, they thrive with switching the ball from one side to the other. Their, their central players are just so key for how Laura Harvey wants to build and wants to play with this team. And matching up against, whether it's a Desi Scott in that defensive six for Kansas City or an Alex Luera, I think that they'll, they'll put pressure on them. But with the imbalance that, O.L. has against this Kansas City side, the midfield battle will be won by O.L. Rain. Now, if Kansas City can attack the wide spaces, get the ball into the wide area, send crosses in, that'll be a different story. But the, the, the like amount of pressure that O.L. Reign puts on teams, I think that they're just going to get it a little bit more. I think Laura Harvey um, matching up this coaching battle against a Matt Potter just has the experience upper hand and has like the knowledge of this postseason game um, where as Potter, he's doing it right. Like I, we talked about the other day, I honestly think he should be coach of the year a- in this season. But I think in this specific battle that Laura Harvey could outcoach Potter in this situation. And that's perhaps what it's going to come down to. And, and those game changers not coming off the bench as in the San Diego Portland match, but who starts the game and who starts stronger for these two sides. Um, Yeah. I have all rain winning it with you. Wow. We're going, we're going the same right. for both Portland. We'll we, both have Portland winning, we both have all rain winning. I'm really excited for this weekend.
2: Look, I am too. We'll we'll see how our, uh, how our pigs shake out uh, when we do the recap. But uh, exciting time as the NWSL semifinals are finally here. You can catch all of the action on CBS Sports Network Sunday, October 23rd. You've got Portland Thorns versus San Diego Wave at 5 p.m. Eastern and OL Rain versus Kansas City Current at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you tune in to all the action. Thank you all so much. For joining us and listening to Attacking Third, download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating and review. That helps us out so much at the show. And if you can, you can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts whenever we go live. Get your tickets to the NWCL Championship in Washington, D.C., and you can see us attacking third for our live show, and we will be back with more coverage, exclusive interviews with our NWSL playoff coverage, and a weekend recap on Sunday. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was the second Third.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.